Welcome back everyone to Studio 603 Apologies for the missed week Do you, do you want to tell the listeners why we didn't have an episode last week, Sam? I think Matt was in a different province And I was probably studying I, th- I think that pretty much sums it up Although I'm very impressed that we got, I think, 11 episodes in a row without missing a week. <laughs> That's pretty good. A little break. A, a little active rest. Active rest. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I kept getting, I don't know if you remember, but I told people to text me at random points that it was okay to take a break. And I got like five or six messages from people. So I really took it to heart and we didn't have an episode someone texts me to take a break from studying, I would take it very serious and I wouldn't study for the rest of the day. Really? Serious. I would do anything, anything <laughs> to avoid it. Uh, Sam is very open to suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> Big style. Especially when it comes to relaxing, watching some mm. TV. And we, we, some big things have happened over the last couple of weeks. We've started decorating the apartment for the holidays. Uh, we put up a couple of lights and we got a mini Christmas tree in the corner. Sam has this one Christmas tree that he's had for years now. And it's about... Five years? Yeah. It's about like a foot tall and like six inches wide. It leans a little bit to the left and the lights are kind of falling off of it right now. But it's the only Christmas decoration we have. I think it looks homely. It's like a little trinket. Mm, yeah. A trinket Christmas tree. Yeah. And, and it's just a really low bar for Christmas presents because you can't really fit yeah. much under it. <laughs> it's, it's a uh, minimalist Christmas mm. tree. <laughs> mm. all, all of the ornaments stay on it year round. It just goes in a box <laughs> and then comes, comes out during Christmas time and comes out. Uh, what other updates should we share? I was, yes, as Sam alluded, I was in Edmonton, Alberta at a radicalization conference. Well, I suppose a prevention of radicalization conference with some youth and practitioners. It snowed the entire time. I went to the biggest mall in North America There was a life-size replica of the Santa Maria ship, as well as uh, an entire indoor amusement park and an ice rink and approximately eight Orange Juliuses. So that was a thrill. You've never had an Orange Julius? No. Oh, my word. We need to fix this. What is it? I will fix it. It's a drink. It's like a... uh, I mean... It just has my childhood, like, in a cup. So they, I think they have them at Cataraki. I don't know. What is that, like a booster juice or something? Yeah, it's like a, like, orange dairy frozen drink. Mm. It's really good. I hadn't had one in probably 15 years, and it just brought me back. And I was so joyful. 
What was that thing that we got at that KC Royals game? It was like a... Oh, Dippin' Dots. Dippin' Dots. <laughs> yeah, it's in the same, it's in the same category as Dippin' oh, yeah, Dots. Dippin' Dots. Uh, as, as far as like must, must, must have experiences. That was a good experience, the Dippin' Dots. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and Sam, you've just been bunkered down studying... Yeah, like you, you, you're waking up at 6 a.m. these days to hit the books hard. Yeah, that's not an exaggeration. I really am. I'm, I'm hitting the books at 6 a.m. But you're on, you're, you're on a home stretch. You're gonna be finishing 17th. Yeah, yeah. Soon. Soon. So uh, Sam and I have been deliberating on the couch here, and I think the topic of this week that we've come up with is avoidance what do you avoid and i'm gonna pass the mic over to sam to hear what he's avoiding these days <laughs> classic studying mm. i'll do my best to get out of studying i will do my absolute best yeah. that's why i wake up at six because i wake up and if lauren's anywhere near me i will not study at <laughs> all if matt's anywhere near me i won't study I cannot do it. Uh, <laughs> so I get, I'm like a, I don't know, like have like a very specific environment, like a biodome or something. I don't mm, know. Mm. I need a very extensive list of cofactors or whatever to go right mm. in order for me to be efficient in studying. Mm. I do avoid it. Well, when I came back today, I was quite surprised to see that you had taped a piece of paper a medical diagram to the lucky charms box and you were using that as a study prop (laughs) that was a little bit of um avoidance (laughs) from actually studying and i was like this is gonna help i haven't used it (laughs) so Uh. i will study efficiently the thing with me is i'm really extreme when i study if I'm studying or if I'm in an exam period, I'm like an ostrich. I just bury my head mm. until I'm done. Like, I especially found it going back to school now. I will not speak to people for months in order to study or like to stay in school, like mm. focused. So yeah. I avoid people when I'm studying and I avoid studying when I'm <laughs> around people. It's like this weird <laughs> paradigm oxymoron thing going on. Uh. But you're passing. You're you're succeeding in your studies. Yeah, I mean, I must be doing, I'm doing something right right now. I believe in you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I need it. Uh. Avoidance, yeah. Procrastination. Mm. Mm. It's all that. Like I I wouldn't say I suffer bad with procrastination. I suffer with, yeah, just primarily there's like that, like forcing yourself or pushing yourself to learn, mm. trying to get the gear, mm. the right gear, mm. you know, crankshaft, like get the car going, warm up. And then all of a sudden, if you, once you start it, you don't want to turn the engine off because you got to. Yeah. That's how I am with studying. So, yeah. What are you avoiding? What am I avoiding? Yeah, buddy. Oh, man. So many things. Um,. Man. I'm like the icing on the cake, and then Matt's like the deeper sponge filling, the jam. 
so one thing that I avoid like the plague is conflict. Mm. I hate conflict. <laughs> yeah, I know you hate conflict. <laughs> <laughs> I will uh, do just about anything to not um, come face to face with either like an awkward situation that's brewing about or, yeah, some kind of... Um, I think conflict is something that makes us all uneasy. Mm. I mean, even when like you're at work or something and someone's bugged you or whatever, or you've done something wrong and you know someone's going to come for you, mm. that's my idea of, of, of like conflict. Yeah. Like That's the avoidance, uh, you know? Mm. Mm. Yeah, like that like polarization or like the like when the air is so thick you could cut it with a knife yeah. or adversity and people just like butting heads I feel like sharply about yeah. what they differ opinion in and i hate that i hate all of it uh it's been interesting i've been taking a deep dive into the enneagram personality test which I think I told you a little bit about yeah I'm gonna google it though yeah okay <laughs> so yeah uh, Aaron Johnson and Jen Wubbles and Lydia and a few others have been uh, turning me on to the Enneagram there's a ton of podcasts and a ton of books out there about it but it's a very comprehensive like archetype style uh, personality approach and so my number on the Enneagram test for any of you who are aware of that or are interested in that is seven um, also known as the enthusiast and the enthusiasts are always the thing that they avoid most is pain and they're always looking for trapdoors that um get away from like pain or painful situations or in my case that manifests in avoiding conflict. We'll yeah. Just Google it and there's fourteen pages of the <laughs> survey. Did, did you give it a quick skim? I did four <laughs> questions and said, nah, I'm good. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like do do you do you avoid conflict? I think there's healthy conflict. Mm. Mm. And there's like totally cookie cut. There's like healthy <laughs> conflict, right? And I think there's conflict that makes everyone uneasy. Mm. I'd say I'm confident in myself to know. Like when to engage. Yeah, and everyone has lines in the sand. Yeah. And if that line's crossed, then people will rise up. Mm. So I'd say I've got clearly defined lines in the sand. So mm. if someone does do something that I find inappropriate or bugs me, I'll probably just say something. Mm. I definitely got better as I got older at telling people. Yeah. I feel like when you're younger, you're more of a yes man, yes woman. I'll do anything to please anyone. Yeah. Oh, this person said this about me, but I still care what they think about me. Mm. So I feel like it definitely comes with age. And do you think how much you care about what other people think about you is a determining factor of where you draw the lines in the sand? 
Yeah, 100%. Mm, mm. Some people will have the lines way out there. And if you step over it, you're going to know. Mm. But like some people, you push their buttons or, or someone pushes their buttons or they push your buttons and yeah, you won't do anything. And, and in my head, like anger and conflict are really mingled together. Like they're like, when I think of conflict, I think that of like people being angry, but that's not a healthy representation of conflict. Um, because like you said earlier, there's like different shades of conflict and like more healthy conflict and conflict where people are like sitting down calmly and they're coming from different angles on something and they're like talking about it in a really genuine way of trying to understand the other person, knowing that the other person's like very, very, uh, different and is approaching it very differently. Yeah. I don't know. How do you see anger as like part of conflict or engaging in conflict it's definitely in now and i can definitely say i feel like you don't need anger in conflict mm. Mm. yeah i don't think you need it but i don't think you i don't think you need anger but i think in my head like anger is tied into conflict like wherever you, you'll find conflict there will be angry people mm. but i don't think that everybody who's in conflict is I think there can be like passion there or there can be like deep sadness but I don't think that anger has to be the driving emotion however irrationally I've made the determination in my emotional expectations that if there's conflict there's going to be anger and I want to avoid that (laughs) Uh, do you feel like you have a set stencil for dealing with it someone gets up or like does something that you know for a fact you're going to have to resolve mm. do you have a stencil like an mm. ingredients list if I say this then I say this and it's going to be fine <laughs> um, well typically I will avoid showing up to the conflict <laughs> like, <laughs> like period and avoiding all interpersonal conflict as much as possible um, so I become very much like a people pleaser. Mm. Um, but if I'm like in the room and something's like boiling up and there's like no escaping, there's like no like trap door I can just dissolve through or like Harry Potter invisibility cloak. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, my like reaction is initially it's just like silence. Like I just, just try to listen um, because I guess like silence speaks really loudly sometimes and then I'll kind of wait to see if somebody else is going to engage and then if all else fails like I will say something and it takes a lot to get me angry so it, it will usually be very like um, what's the word just like straight mm. and plain and short or I'll maybe like ask a question to like clarify like are we sure this is conflict <laughs> are we having an argument right now <laughs> yeah and I guess it's easier maybe in like friendships or in other circles to be it be someone who's really amenable and positive and I think it would be easier to mend a relationship than a friendship in conflict Go on. Maybe in relationships, you may be used to conflict, and that be and that may be one way you communicate. So, 
There's that thing, right? You're either a hedgehog or a rhino. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like hedgehogs roll up in a ball and they won't argue with each other, whereas a rhino will stomp around and smash everything and hit everything. Are you a hedgehog or a rhino? I don't know. I feel like in, our, in my relationship, it's just this, this is happening. Okay, let's think logical about it. I don't ever raise my voice. No, no, you don't. Um, I don't really get, like, flippy or anything like that. So maybe I might be a hedgehog. Or like a wombat? Just like a very... Kangaroo? Placid relationship is what I enjoy. Mm. Just no loud talking. Mm. So, but I do think it's easier to mend... Relationships and friendships. Mm. Rather than people you don't have fr- hold close. Friendships, you you move farther apart or whatever, and they're easier to fall apart. I say friendships require less maintenance and are easier to keep, but relationships are harder to break apart. And when you say relationships, are you just referring to romantic partners? Or is, is that... Like, do we have a relationship? Or are we friends? I'd maybe say romantic. Mm. So I'm, I'm in the friend zone in your mind. Well, we're not married. <laughs> but I'm just trying to understand your terminology. <laughs> I'm saying you can have, like, best friends or mm. people you regard as your family. Mm. But naturally, I think, unless there's, like, a, a tie... It's easier to forget people. I'm not saying people go out and forget each other all the time. Mm. I'm talking in in terms of conflict. Mm. Uh, yeah. No, th- this is this is really good. Oh. That whole hedgehog and rhino bit was priceless. I like that. Yeah. I feel like everyone's heard that. I have it. Oh, rhino and hedgehog, yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting because I would consider myself like a like a fighter. I, like, have a lot of fight in me, and I feel it. And there's just, like, passion, like, rolling through my veins. And I am one who is happy to speak his mind and to speak his heart if asked or if I see the situation is appropriate. So I don't... It's, like, a really... It's a really weird anomaly that I don't translate that passion and that voice in like con- like situations of conflict like I don't embrace it and run in and um yeah I don't know it's kind of weird yeah I mean I think I was thinking about like wh- like why why is it that that I avoid conflict and I would I had this memory of back in my dad's library when I was like five years old and uh, it was like me and Rachel, we were, we made a ton of noise and we were fighting and we were dragged into dad's like office and he's like, what, what happened? And we were just like both talking over each other and eventually he like got somewhat of a story and, and then he said, okay, here's what you're going to do. You're going to turn to each other and they'd be like, turn to each other and you're going to hug <laughs> and it's going to be a meaningful hug. And so we'd like 
do like the old like side like the old Christian side hug pat and then like back away and he's like no that wasn't good enough and he would literally make us like hug until we had like a five second like full body embrace mm. as like as like as like you know six and four years old um, and we, like I did that with Aaron whenever we fought uh, it was just like a common like diplomatic <laughs> disciplining strategy of like my dad for conflict between the two of us or the three of us. And I think the, that method has persisted to this day. Like I'd much rather hug people and much rather invest in people and have positive emotions and uh, gestures like with like complete strangers and with people that I'm close with than ever like fight or have conflict and so because of that and I don't know I guess I'm calling that people pleasing it's very easy for me to to connect with like strangers and people and to develop quick connections with people and I just like don't want them to end so when conflict arises I just like run around long enough in my little hedgehog ball like Sonic and you know, wait for the dust to settle and then, like, I come out. Come it's back. like, everything's fine. <laughs> if we don't make it a scene about it, it never happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I guess what I am interested... And I guess I'm realizing that I'm completely hijacking this conversation around avoidance. I like it. Um, okay. I guess what I'm wondering is, like, how do you create the safe space for, like, conflict to happen and kind of demystify it so it's not so scary. Does that question make sense? Yeah. I don't think you can demystify it. It's so unique to the situation and person, individual. Mm. You may want to be, let's sit down and talk everything over, but the other person might just want to rip your head off. Mm. Or you might want to go, we should talk about this, and the other person's like, about what? What did I do? I don't think you can demystify it. Mm. It's just a sporadic, untamable emotion. That is a great word. Untamable. Conflict requires two people. Well, do you think you could be in conflict with yourself? Okay, yeah, all right, yeah. All right, I retract that. Conflict is between two people and yourself, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, have we ever had conflict? I don't think so. Really? When have we had conflict? I feel like we've had like little like little quals. I don't know it, if there ever has been any conflict. It's been like it sizzles out like immediately. It just evaporates like very quickly. I don't even remember them. That's how good we are at resolving conflict. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> I'm going to call that a win. Yeah, I'm not like a fighter. I'm just naturally, I think, not a fighter. Like, I just... I feel like you're a fighter. Well, with people like La- like Lauren and you and that, I'm not like a... Like, I'm not going to blow my lid off and oh man there's like a dish in the sink you guys man or anything like that or this is really bugging me I'm just like just chill out man <laughs> take a load off when I'm at home or I try to take a load off when I'm at home yeah. 
you, you, you choose your battles with certain people, right? Mm, mm. That's what I'm talking about, lines in the sand. Some people mm. can push it. Mm. So even though you uh, you ball up yourself like a little hedgehog, somebody's like pawing you around, kind of like poking the bear. Uh, some people get away with it, some people don't. Mm. So one one practical thing that I'm dealing with or that I have dealt with in the past and will likely deal with in the future is in the dating world and you I'm out there meeting ladies and we're talking over text and over dinner and over walks down the lake and in the early stages you're getting to know somebody and you really want to like latch on to the to the little things that they talk about you're like oh yeah you watch Grey's Anatomy I've seen every season oh yeah like you're into death metal like I had an episode when I was in high school like Bullet for My Valentine was the sound of my heartbeat uh, or you know like whatever it is whatever like little shred of the part of them that, that comes up in the conversation that you can relate to like you want to come off as relatable I want to come off as relatable and um, I guess I find it difficult, uh, I don't know, like not search for the relatable in those relationships. And so I kind of am trying to like make it work in, in the early stages. I don't know, just be like hopeful because that if, you know, you found somebody nice, you're talking to them. and But it does get to a point where it's like, oh, we have really different ideological views of the world and we have different ways of seeing the world and um, I wouldn't call that conflict but I guess it's the start of conflict I think or the genesis of conflict maybe or like that little seed bed Mm. Mm, yeah and I think I need to get better at still listening to like their story and understand who they are as a person but to like create pause and label moments like, Oh, like that's really interesting. Um, here's, here's how I'm viewing the world these days and be really honest about it. Yeah. I think it's going back to when you send you like yes, man stuff mm. in the beginning. It's oh, we're so perfect. Nothing can hold us back because you're worried that, you know, social etiquette, dating etiquette, all these determinants stop you from speaking your mind. Mm. So really, the first five or six dates are all about social skills. That's all they are. Like, it's social mm. skills. Does this guy have good social skills? Does this uh, lady have good social skills? Is you know... Mm. Mm. And then you weed out, and then you knock a wall down, and then they then you got to get through the second phase and third phase, a lag log, stationary phase, decline phase, I don't know. I'd, lo- I'd, love to, I'd love for you to like write all this down, all the phases, and what comes along with each phase. I stole that from microbiology. Microbes going lag phase, log phase, stationary phase, and decline. You're relating the hope of my love life to a bunch of the, microbes. The growth of microbes. <laughs> <laughs> but serious, though. So, so when do you think you can bring up conflict? In any serious um, relationship, whether it be romantic or 
new, new best friend or well, really ideally it should be right away should be straight off the bat can you give me an example hypothetical example okay let's just do a cookie cutter oh i i, I like casey royals mm. well i like blue jays let's fly our casey royals flag no you're not putting it on the wall <laughs> like as as simple as it is, it's conflict. I'm going against your interest of wanting to decorate. I'm kiboshing something that you are passionate about. Mm. That was a very basic example, but mm. Mm. someone says, I don't think we should go here mm. this weekend. And you're like, Well, this place is really important to me and I have a lot of people I love there. We're going. And they say no. You say, Well, okay. I'm going by myself then. Mm. And if they break up with you, then so be it. Mm. Or if you break up with them, so be it. It's better to get the stuff out of the way now than go six months down the road and then you're like, oh, there's that big fight we've been spoiling mm. over, that build-up, that, that hair clog in the drain. Mm, that, that, that elephant that has turned into a tsunami, a sharknado. A sharknado. The elephant that turns into a meteorite. Mm. I'm so glad that you're my key emotional validator. I'm the best validator. <laughs> That's my job. It's so true. I come home and uh, I'm like, Sam says, what's going on, buddy? What's going on, buddy? Yeah. We have a very symbiotic relationship. Mm. This house is pretty good. When I'm avoid, like, I will, as I was saying at the beginning, I wake up early to study so I can sit down and chill. Like right now. Mm. What's your takeaway about avoidance or conflict? I think it's all about forcing yourself. For me, I need to be better, a better friend. Because I just put my head in the sand when I'm feeling the pressure. So, and I think it's just about training yourself to do better. Or what you want to do better at. Mm. And I think for conflict or avoidance, I think it's the same idea. You have to push yourself to go out of your comfort zone, as corny as it sounds, but you have to push that barrier and clearly define the lines in the sand mm. with relationships, whether it's friendships, family relationships, or romantic relationships. Mm. That was really good. I'm... I think my takeaway is that I'm going to work on channeling my inner rhino. Yeah. But it's more like a baby rhino. It's just like still, like still very playful, really excited about life. But, you know, charges, uh, prances into... False charge. False charge. <laughs> false charge. Uh, you know, into situations where conflict is bubbling up. With a little bit more confidence and with the understanding that everything's going to be okay. And it's okay to use like my passion and my uh, love of the people or the person to have those difficult situations. Oh. And with that, don't come back to Studio 603 unless you got a hat from a merchandise store. <laughs> We're going to restore our viewers' confidence with all new episodes.
Probably rolling out after the new year. If you get another episode, you better give it a hear. Here is Sammy T. He's going to bring it. Bring it back like it's 1989. Mm. We should make a merchandise store. Then you can pay for my elaborate student fees. I'm going to bring it down to my knees because I'm paying out my nose like I got influenza. It's a virus and I'm sitting there thinking I need some Skrilla to pay for my... Top dollar education. I'm sitting on a space station looking mm. down with a... Oh, here's a drop. And I'm waiting for it to come back. Pay my money. Pay my fees. I live in Canada. Pass the mic back to my day. Oh, we live in Canada. Come and drop us your visit. We appreciate giving our hospitality. People come sit around our little tree. You, me, and Sammy T. Tune in. Tune next week on Studio 603. Out. We're out. Peace. You're going to have to edit this part out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, it was Andrew right here. <laughs> I need you to get out of my body. <laughs> oh. It's going to come in the after credits. <laughs>